everyone, and welcome back to the Legends of Sport podcast. I'm your host, Andy Bernstein. So, folks, I think by now all of our loyal listeners know how much I love doing this podcast. I love bringing inspiring people and their stories to all of you from the world of sports. So this week's guest is one of those people. (laughs) He's also someone whose life's journey mirrors my own in some ways. We were both transplanted New Yorkers. We were both told many times along the way that we wouldn't succeed. And we both proved a lot of people wrong. (laughs) So our guest is Dr. Robert Clapper. He's a world-renowned orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai in L.A., He has operated on many famous people, celebrities, athletes, just regular folks like us, and prolonged many, many careers and improved the quality of life for so many people. He holds many important patents on surgical instruments that have become the standard in operating rooms worldwide. But what intrigues me so much is Dr. Clapper's love for medicine, art, and surfing, and how each worked together in his life to make it fulfilling and purposeful. We met when I was a guest on his long-running Weekend Warrior radio show. His questions were always so deep and so full of curiosity. So I had to have him on my podcast. (laughs) Such a pleasure to turn the tables and have him as a guest on this week's show. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I know you all will too. So here's my chat with the legendary Dr. Robert Clapper. And as always, I'll see you on the backside. So good to see you, man. Same here. Yeah. I saw you on the court with your camera pic- taking pictures of LeBron James. Yeah. That was amazing. That was wacky, man. I'll tell you. It was uh, a crazy night, a wonderful night, a lot of stress leading up to it, as you can imagine, you know. But uh, so great to have you as a guest here on the Legends of Sport podcast. You know, um, Doc, we, uh, we're turning the tables a little bit because... <laughs> You know, I was a guest many times on your Weekend Warrior show, and it was always an, a profound pleasure uh, and, and really interesting for me to talk to you because, not because of what you do for a living, you know, but because you were so interested in what I did, you know, and um, let's let's talk about that, all right? And, and I appreciate you taking the time. You're wearing your scrubs. You probably just came out of an operation, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're unbelievable. <laughs> So, Doc, you know, you're a world-renowned orthopedic surgeon. You hold patents across the board. You've, you've accomplished so much in your career. But, you know, myself, my audience, those around you know you for being much more than, I don't want to say just a surgeon because that's pretty damn good. But, you know, you're, you're a surfer. You're an art lover. You're a sculptor. You're a lover of life. You, you give back in so many ways. Um, can, can, can we talk about how that all developed for you? And I, I want to preface all that by saying you and I, have, we didn't talk about this before, but you and I have a lot in common, man. We're both New Yorkers. You're from Far Rockaway. I was actually conceived in Far Rockaway. That's a whole other story. <laughs> but we both came out to L.A. at an early age, right? Your father was a carpenter. My dad was an amateur carpenter. He was a doctor. My great-grandfather was a doctor. It was, it was an actually a carpenter from the old country. You know, so a lot of intersections here between you and I, right? Yes. So give, give me an idea, Doc, because your journey is so incredible you know you end up in columbia yeah on a rowing scholarship can we start there (laughs) we could start there if you want so my dad fought in world war ii Mm -hmm. 
grew up during the depression. He was born in 1915. Mm. And I idolized my, my dad. He struggled to make a living every day. He would say to me, Robbie, just do me one favor with your life. Don't be like me. Mm. He so much downplayed what he did. And the more he said it, the more I wanted to be like him. Mm. Because he would do a job for someone, redo their basement or their kitchen. And if he saw termites in the two by fours, he didn't know what a change order was. He took the two by four. He's not going to put new sheetrock or drywall on a crappy stud. So it cost him money to get a new two by four. It delayed the job. So every job he did, because he did it right, my mother would have to go to work to bail him out every time. (laughs) But I loved him because he was such an honorable person. Mm. And... My mother would say to me, so, Mr. Big Shot, you're 11 years old. What are you going to be when you grow up? What are you going to do with your life? I said, I want to be a carpenter like my dad. She'd go, are you crazy? I got to go to work. Today. He doesn't, you know, she would go, do me a favor, Robbie. First, you should be a doctor. Then you can do whatever you want. Like any Jewish there, mother. There I am in medical school where they're going, all right, you can use drills and saws and hammers if you are if you do orthopedics. So I go, oh, my God, I could be a carpenter. Nobody told me that. <laughs> but if you want to go back to the beginning, I'll take you to the beginning. Yeah. He worked in the post office and as a carpenter, 16-hour days. I only got to see him pretty much on the weekends and for a half an hour for dinner. And on the weekends, I looked forward to them because I could be with my dad. And my I got to be big and strong, not because I went to the gym, but because I would be schlepping his tools into the rich people's houses. We lived in the poor neighborhood. Mm. And he would always say to me, Robbie, don't touch anything here. A doctor lives here. A lawyer lives here. Or this one or that. He was so respectful of education and success that he didn't have. And he was intimidated by it. So that's how I grew up. We are the B team. We're not the A team. You're never <laughs> going to be the A team. We're the B team. Yeah. 